Money Lower. Hello! My name is Judson Brown. Joining me once again is my beautiful, talented, classy, and sassy co-host, Colleen Karazic. What's going on? Hello. All right. <laughs> What's going on? I get a hello. That's about sums up podcasting when we're on our phones constantly, but that's because we're millennials. This is the only podcast. You're not. Oh, you are. I'm not you on my phone. changed it again. I changed it? I've seen two different year categories in the last like 24 hours oh no so they first they had the article that came up out about um zennials oh no what are zennials let's let's pause everything believe, we had a topic but we're yeah, we're doing this now whatever <laughs> uh i believe it was 1977 to 1983 okay that's not me that the would be hybrid. you technically though what is a zennial the hybrid you're not totally you grew up with an it was like what is this an analog childhood and a digital adulthood. Ooh, I like that. And you weren't... I can sell that elevator pitch. You weren't too old. I mean, it's the same thing probably for the 84 babies. In the 84... So 84 baby would be me, right? Yes. Because I was an 84 baby. <laughs> I was a baby in 84. I was also a baby in 85, let's be honest. If you were born like, in 84... Ah, now I get Smarty pantalones. Yeah, I'm an 84 baby and that's just how we roll, baby. All right, so we're talking about Xennials, all right, just to get back on track. Mm -hmm. And that's a hybrid. Uh, And so from what I understand, analog childhood, digital adulthood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And anything else? Because, I mean, like, anyone born in the 80s and growing up, like, you know, who was, like, in their 10s in the early 90s had that. We didn't really have computers until, like, 95, I guess. No, it's, I mean, you can't really draw a line with the year. Anyway, the only way you can draw a line is if you're drawing it at the decade markers. And even then, that's, you know, really kind of pushing it. But, um, no, for the idea of you are still able to be on, I guess, kind of like the front edge of the technology wave mm. um, and when it comes to your learning curve and things like that. So they talk about the Xennials having a mi- mix of the... Uh, Pessimistic Generation X and the optimistic millennials. That would be me, because <laughs> I I do have a, a pessimistic streak. Although, aren't a lot of millennials pessimistic now? Now that we it, millennials almost become know. a insult. Considering we don't know what a millennial actually is anymore. And then another thing I saw, I believe today. Should we call it, this the Zennial Hour? <laughs> Name change. That makes no sense. Uh, give it a week and they'll change it to something else. So. All right, cool. So yeah. the jury's out. Yeah, but the, the most recent one I saw was a, what is it, Millennials start in 1996 through the, through the 2000s, which oh, a, is not us. That's almost Generation that's, Alpha. That's a, new gen, that's a new generational cohort. I don't buy that one. It's like who's going to be the, it's almost like a competition to see who can uh, write the blog the quickest <laughs> with a new catchphrase or new catch title and... Yeah, mm. I don't know, but yeah, they're calling um, they're calling us the micro generation now. Oh, we're a micro generation. Yeah, the Zennial. Oh, oh man. So I mean, it's just like a war to see who can distance themselves from the millennials the most. I don't know, maybe. Like we we want to break off into our own little generational cohort, and mm. the I know the younger kids. Like I I <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, I teach guitar lessons, and which is going to be relevant to our topic later. And uh, I know my, my children, uh, some of them are even like, you know, 15, 16, 17, and they do not want to be called millennials. I don't know what they want to be called, but they don't want to be associated with us. Mm. 
Interesting. Because as far as I know, they weren't given trophies for showing up. I <laughs> I mean, they were in, they showed up to like They were participation different... ribbons. It was totally different. Oh, man. And see, uh, maybe that's why you're a zenial and I'm a millennial is because I remember distinctly going to Taekwondo tournaments and like literally everyone won a trophy. Really? Yeah. And I hated it because I would, and I've been going off on this to several different people over the last couple of weeks. So if you've heard this before... <laughs> Out there in Radio Land, I apologize profusely, but I remember legitimately winning second place a couple times where the guy that beat me beat me by one point, and it was an actual, and we actually had like a legitimate sparring match, and it was fun, and it went on for a long time, and I legitimately won a second place trophy, but then the next person, uh, like, say he was in board breaking, and board breaking for those of you who have never seen a Taekwondo movie or anything like that. And uh, board breaking, you know, you got to break a board. And like some kid will try to palm strike a board 30 different times and fail and then finally break one when the instructor like breaks it for him essentially. And then he got a second place trophy too. And so it just made me feel like crap. Or, you know, even if you win first place and you didn't really do a whole lot to win it and everyone wins, it takes the fun out of everything, I think. In and Little that, League, we got first place trophies because we earned them. You know where I earned mine? Outfield. Nice. Right. You were right field? I was always right field. Good for being a girl. Mm. I thought you were in right field because you were left-handed. <laughs> yeah, you think any of those little kids ever hit that far? No, usually not. blue moon. No, it's the bass players and the shortstop. They get all the fun. Right. <laughs> I don't know anything about baseball. There's like nine players on a team, right? Or is it eight? Uh, oh, man. Is that the big ball, the orange one, or is that the white one? <laughs> oh, isn't that kickball? That's the red one. Anyway, I think we should get into today's topic. <laughs> oh, yeah, we haven't heard this music in a while. Music music. My lady's voice. Your which voice? I said I'm using my lady's voice today. <laughs> ladies. <laughs> How's entire, that work for you? I did my entire podcast, my entire radio show in my lady's voice. I have to ask you to repeat like everything you said. You, you might need to, but I'd be glad to repeat it for you, ladies. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That's the advantage of singing five shows in a row. You got the lady's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all vocal you know. fry. Now, this is not a lady's voice Allergies. now. Allergies. No, it's just kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right, so today's topic is... The death of the electric guitar. Oh, my God, music muse, what happened to you? <laughs> it must be because of the subject is so bleak this week. That's so creepy. So, for those of you who know, I, I pitch shift um, the Music Muse's voice <gasps> in Pro Tools. I know. Spoiler alert. And I did it the opposite way today. Uh, today's opposite day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, anyway, uh, the death of the electric guitar. This was inspired by an article that we read. It was an NPR segment, correct? Well, there are a few, like in the past week. Um Seems to be a trend, eh? Yeah, if if you'd like to follow up or read on your own, uh, NPR has Why Does the Electric Guitar Need a Hero? 
Uh, you can find it on their website. Because I need a job, obviously. Yeah, you can find another article. Um, the Washington Post has uh, the death of the electric guitar. Um, wow. Yeah, and then uh, who is all in the last week? Yeah, someone else eh, it just disappeared. There's a third one. So actually, there are a lot of uh, current news articles about this. So it's a slow, it's a slow news week, and now everyone's talking about. I don't know. Someone googled someone else's article, and then they all, oh, that's an idea. Let's go. And and, <laughs> and the millennial hour, in true millennial fashion, we are recognizing this trend, jumping in on it, and adding our own spin to it. Mm. So let's talk about this. This is a subject dear and near to my heart. I flip flop those. <laughs> so I uh, just a little bit. All right. So let's let's break this up into little things like our perception of the electric guitar growing up. Now, as we may be zennials with our analog childhoods and our digital adulthoods, when I was a kid, I thought the electric guitar was the only instrument that you could possibly ever want to play. I knew there was drums. I knew there was piano. I knew all these instruments. I had most of them around the house. But to me, being a guitar hero was was all you can be. That was that was the height. That was the coolest thing. I don't know whether that's because my dad had an electric guitar and tried to play it, and um, I you know didn't. I heard him play, and it wasn't the same thing as you know looking at Mark Knopfler or Eddie Van Halen or any of the guys that were on TV at the time when I was a real little kid. And I knew it was hard, I knew it was difficult, and I knew not everyone can make it sound like that. And I would have been shocked to find out that anyone else thought anything other than that, that guitar was the be-all and end-all of instruments. And even though I didn't play electric guitar until I was 15 or 16, the entire time I spent being musical and not playing electric guitar was spent wishing I could play guitar, and I just didn't know how to. I thought I never could be an electric guitarist, and I always wanted to be one. I, They were my heroes even before I was a guitar player. That's how I grew up, which explains a lot now that I think about it. <laughs> but uh, how about we uh, go to you and get some other perspective on this? Because you're a violinist, violist, <clears throat> and don't play electric guitar, as far as I know. <laughs> Surprise! Oh, wouldn't that be a? I know you just shred. In. You just shred that crap out of an electric guitar. I'm like, oh man, it's been putting you off for you know all these years. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, she's like way better than me and just hasn't told me. I don't know. You know, I uh, trying to think. It, I mean, it's hard to say. For one, they don't offer that instrument. In the school system. Right, but I mean, I'm talking about before you were... Like, when you were a real little kid, what did you think about guitar? Did you even know about it? Or I mean, yeah, you knew it was an instrument, right? didn't appeal to me, you know? It's not... Were you attracted to the guitar players? No. Oh. No, isn't that weird? That's weird. I've always been a bass player person. You like bass player? Oh, all right. So clearly I'm interviewing the wrong. <laughs> We're doing the wrong interview here today. I, I didn't. You know, I have a list of the questions here. I don't have a uh, list of the answers. No, you know, it just That's didn't. True. It wasn't my thing. It's okay. just, it wasn't my thing. Because I figured, you know, we got the two perspectives here on on. It worked out that this is a topic that we have the two perspectives on. Mm-hmm. As in, I am a guy and I love electric guitar. 
I play it constantly, and you are a girl, and you play music very well, but not on the electric guitar. So it's like the two perspectives, you know, that can be informed. That's interesting. Like, I would have thought, for me, when I didn't play, if you could play, you were the coolest guy in the world. Like, I thought that was amazing. I saw somebody do a blues riff. You know, you're just dun 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 dun, dun and I thought it was amazing when I was five years old. Yeah. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. No, yeah, and I'm trying to think of um, instances like, you know, when I, I went to concerts and everything, and I'm trying to think. I think I only saw acoustic guitarists, and including, like, programs that they brought into the schools, concerts that, you know, like, you know, my parents had taken me to, and I think it was, I want to say it was all, nothing ever stuck in my head, no electric so maybe maybe the key is here that you need you need to get into the school system <laughs> at I, a young age you need to start you oh know, and start forming playing them. guitar yeah. yeah okay well about the school system thing i did there was we uh, uh did you have something similar to the artist in residence program where they'd have like an artist um you know like a music local musician ish come in and uh play you know kind of like we had our music classes, but then there was, the, like, for a couple weeks, there would be an uh, artist, you know, um, usually, and this guy was an acoustic guitar player, and he came in and, you know, did a couple shows, and then he, like, worked with the music classes for a couple weeks, just kind of, it was it was weird. Um, for Rich we, school district. We were not rich, <laughs> but <laughs> I think apparently somebody knew, it might have been just as simple as the music teacher had a boyfriend who played acoustic guitar, and that's that's how it worked. Maybe. I mean, I didn't know, I was six. But we did have a guy, and he came in, and he, had a, he played acoustic guitar mainly, but then he, he played other stuff. He had like his auto harp and stuff like that. So. Mm. You know, just little things. We had a guy come in once, he didn't have arms, and he played guitar with his feet. And that That's, one stuck with me. Yeah, that was in elementary school. It was really good. That's cool. Yeah, right? He might have open-tuned it, but it was with his feet. Who knows? You know? No, to show us that we can really do anything. That's pretty cool. So, go back to topic. Back to topic. <laughs> back to, I was going to tell you about the guy that topic. played guitar with no arms. Well, he had half arms. He was pretty good, too. There you go. Little, little tiny hands. It's all good. Excellent. But it doesn't matter how big your hands are, it matters what kind of scales you use. <laughs> there you go. Or the intensity with which you play them. So, okay. Play them licks. Back back to... I've seen somebody play guitar with their face. I've seen you play with your face. Nice. What was I doing? <laughs> You're using your tongue. Oh, to... well, I use my tongue to like strum the guitar, yeah. Yeah. Or hit harmonics. I can do that. That's I have a talented great. tongue. The germ factor just creeps me out on this. Anyway, so. <laughs> it's all good, but my tongue has skills. Back to legit. That's why I can play harmonica. This is a video of the guy that uses his fidget spinner to play. You need to try that, actually. Oh, to play guitar with a fidget spinner? Mm -hmm. Like a tremolo pick? Yep. That's cool. Maybe that'll be the new thing in electric guitar. Seems to be. All right, so the topic so, is... <laughs> Gibson and Fender... Are both in debt, which I did not know until today. Yeah, um, Guitar Center too, I believe. Well, I knew Guitar Center down. was going down, but there's a lot of reasons for that. Yeah, we can talk about that later. So, but I don't want to be a business podcast. <laughs> so for Gibson and Fender, they're basically talking about declining sales being one of the reasons, um, declining sales of the 
electric guitar. So it's it's like down a third, right? Because it was a fifteen, uh, it was a million and a half, and now it's just a little over a million. I thought it was, yeah, I think it went down by about half a million at least. But that was, wasn't that like in a decade difference or something? Well, it was like 10 years ago, that was what they sold per year. Uh, but you got to remember, 10 years ago, that was like Guitar Hero had just come out. There was so many, uh, there's a lot of lot of guitars being sold, a lot of inexpensive electric guitars being sold, a lot of entry-level stuff. So that was probably padding the numbers. I still, I'd still like to see the numbers weighted for like the boutique market, because I would want to say that there's more of that today with the serious guitar players and the collectors. But I do not know this information firsthand. So so they're talking about the sales and also the there, there are no real quote-unquote guitar heroes in pop culture right now. That I would agree with. <clears throat> As opposed to the 80s. Well, the 80s, there was a million of them. Mm. We had Eddie Van Halen. We had Ingve Malmsteen. Which we you saw, saw the other. Yeah, well, you saw Ingve with me. The other month. Mm-hmm. And he was good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you enjoy Ingve Malmsteen in concert? I did. What did you think of him? That's that's a lot of notes. A lot of notes. A lot of the same notes. What's <laughs> the harmonic minor the, scale? The uh, crowd. <laughs> this very mob sp- mentality. It was a very, very specific crowd. <laughs> very interesting. I was not expecting that. But yeah. yeah, actually, very... yeah. What 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 were you, what was what shocked you about it? I, you know, I don't even know where to start. For those of you that don't know out there, Ingve Malmsteen is a Swedish, a neoclassical metal virtuoso, and he plays a lot of stuff that sounds like uh, old school Paganini. And if you don't know who Paganini is, you should really listen to Paganini. But it all sounds like just. Classical music on electric guitar played at mind mind destroying volumes. <laughs> yeah, some it's of it. fantastic. Um, so anyway, your takeaway was what? I don't know. Takeaways is different, but just the very specific <laughs> subset. I guess I don't know. Just the crowd. <laughs> you can go ahead. You can go ahead. Don't pull any punches because I'm I'm one of them. So no, it was. I mean, in general, it's very specific age group and it was mostly men and just the and we were the youngest ones there pretty much yeah i think so there was like there were, i think we saw like two kids but yeah, they were there with, a couple you know yes. yeah but uh there's a couple of <laughs> couple of youngins playing the electric guitar these days they're pretty yeah, good they're probably much. better than me jesus mm-hmm. yeah, people that i don't see out at any of these other shows you know well, if you like Ingve Malmsteen, you're not going to go and see Bella Kane. You're not right. going to go see Melon Cougar. Right. You're not going to go see, uh, uh, well, I mean, you're not even going to go see Mumford and Sons because there's not nearly enough notes in any of his solos. <laughs> not very good. Um, it was but interesting, but then they're, everyone's referring to him as, um, you know, the god. <laughs> well, yeah. The guitar god. Never he was... Is, yeah, he was a guitar god, actually, yeah. yeah Which is a good. subset of guitar heroes that were just... Their technical proficiency was just so so outstripped those of their contemporaries that they needed to be referred to as guitar gods. So Gibson, Gibson players, Gibson artists, um, 
that could keep it alive or have kept it alive in the past. So you have who? Big ones that come to mind. All right. Well, I'll tell you just the first guitar hero I saw. Now, I saw a lot of a lot of music. I grew up going to concerts. I went to a lot of XRT concerts, which if you're from the Chicagoland area, you know that they um, <clears throat> kind of an alternative rock radio station that did a lot of stuff like Steve Earle, John Hyatt. I went and saw those guys multiple times when I was a kid. Um, Robin Hitchcock, I saw him a bunch of times. These were, they, they're they good players. Uh, Richard Thompson especially, very good guitarist. I wouldn't consider them guitar heroes. The first time I saw a guitar hero would be when I saw Ozzy Osbourne when I was 15. I was 16, I was 16. And his guitar player at the time was Zach Wilde. And his stage presence, the ability to play a Gibson Les Paul in that manner, uh, just the what we would ref- come to refer to as brutality that he played that instrument with was from another world. And I, it changed my life. I thought Randy Rhodes, who is another one of my guitar heroes, who also played Gibson guitars, and I thought he was the greatest guitar player of all time. He was the reason that I started playing electric guitar. The song Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne is the riff that got me into playing uh, guitar, which is weird because you and I play that song, but mm-hmm. you play all the guitar parts on your violin, and I play acoustic guitar and sing it, mm-hmm. which we'll get into that in, in a bit. That's like the new guitar hero is an acoustic guitarist, but there's no electric <laughs> There's no, all right, so that's for a future topic. So the first time I saw it was Zach Wilde, and I was blown away. I was like, this is cool. This is what I need to do. And uh, I guess him and Slash were probably the last uh, guitar heroes, and they were both Gibson players because Slash played a, if you don't know who Slash is, you're probably really young, (laughs) but he was the guitar player for Guns N' Roses, and for all us millennials, he was one of the last visible guitar heroes. So him and Zach Wilde a little bit. What about The Edge? I would not consider him a guitar <laughs> hero. I, He's I, a Gibson. He played Gibson. He mm-hmm. played Stratch. He does, does both. But yeah, I guess he, does he have an endorsement of the Gibson now? I, believe, I believe he did at some point. I, I mean, um, I've seen him play uh, Explorers and stuff like that, but I've also seen him play Strats. Like I, I would think all of Joshua Tree was on a Stratocaster, but I could be wrong. He might have just gotten a really chimey sound from his Gibson. Hmm. But I guess he was a guitar hero. See, in my mind, he didn't play guitar solo, so he wasn't a guitar hero. But I had a very skewed idea of what a guitar hero was. Well, exactly. Like, what would you consider an actual guitar hero, aside from skill set and aside from what you know now of <clears> left <throat> hand and right, right hand? But you're including, what, stage presence? Are you including how they speak to the masses? Are you including whether they write or if they only play um, I, okay, that 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 doesn't. Or make if sense. they are lead singer and play, because that's a whole different category of current artists. All right, like okay, so maybe I'll do a timeline because when I was sixteen, and getting into guitar, uh, being a guitar hero meant that you weren't didn't sing, that you were just the guitarist in a band, and you had to, obviously you had to look cool, you had to speak to the masses with your stage presence and with your songwriting and your solos. But a big part of that for me was technical proficiency. In order to be a guitar hero, you had to be able to shred the hell out of a guitar. <laughs> that was that was what you had to do. I mean, and whether your definition of shredding a guitar is, uh, you had to be able to play the thing. So even though Kurt Cobain probably sold more electric guitars than any of these guys on my short list, 
Uh, I wouldn't have considered him a guitar hero. I would have considered him a lead singer and a rock star for sure, but not a guitar hero. So, mm-hmm. and if you don't know who Kurt Cobain is, you're you're really not a millennial, <laughs> or maybe you are a millennial. I don't even know what I don't even know what my generational cohort is anymore. <laughs> he was the guitar crisis. player for Nirvana. He wrote "Smells Like Teen Spirit," which is the first song I ever played with a band, which I think was the first song a lot of people played with a band. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, uh, people are saying now the electric guitar. They're using it as instead of an actual instrument with a skill set, you know, refined skill set. Um, they're using it to create a sound or a feel, um, a la like John Mayer. Even though you can yeah, argue he, that John Mayer can legitimately John play. Mayer is, is a guitar hero, probably one of the last ones. But, but. if you are just some, you know, f- casual fan, just like, yeah, for example, know. last was it last week or two weeks ago, whatever you were playing, you asked someone who had seen your band, just out of curiosity. Multiple times. Yes. yes. Who who's the lead guitarist? That's what you asked. Yeah, and they did not know who it was because they thought I was just a singer that has a guitar, and they thought Russ might have been the lead guitar player and so Fred might be player. the bass player. Yeah, no, so complete <laughs> weird. lack of knowledge. And this is they it, know who sings each song. They know every. They know that right. And people can know all the words. They can know all the artists. They can know everything, but nothing about instruments when you're singing. And that's fine. That's something that you you know. You have to learn, be taught, all that good stuff. Which is weird because, like, Eric Clapton, you knew he was a guitar hero. Right. So, I mean, so you have that whole category of you're almost having to dumb down your art in order to reach the masses, you know, and how can you, you know, like John Mayer recording on Ed Sheeran and things like that, how can you still find outlets for your art even though you're the superstar? But the um, my other question would be, which genre of music is going to be responsible for, you know, keeping electric guitar going? Or is this going to have to be a group, a group effort or? No, I mean, I think it's, there is still, okay, so even if the, I, I, I believe, and this is what I sort of always think, because I'm like partially cynical, partially optimistic, is that I believe that the artists, whoever's making the music, always liked electric guitar. They always liked uh, musical proficiency. Uh, they, you know, in general, they always did, and they knew that most people wouldn't pick up on it. So they they like it. So whoever's creating the music, I still think enjoys electric guitar. I think Ed Sheeran's a great electric guitar player, even though he mostly plays acoustic guitar. He plays electric guitar solos on his albums, and he just puts him in there. I think it's just like, okay, I'm going to do this stuff to get people to listen to what I'm doing, but then I will include elements of all these musical genres from the past that I love and get people to listen to them as sort of a thing. And so, but your question is, who's going to bring it back to the forefront? Who is going to be responsible for keeping it alive? But you will have to wait until the next episode. And you will. Oh, my God. Radio no, you. Land. I'm talking to you. I will have to wait until the next episode. <laughs> no, I'm saying Radio Land needs to wait till the next episode because the millennial hour is, is done for today. <laughs> oh, man. So, Don't maybe. Don't forget. Well, if you're listening, you know, you, you probably are on <laughs> wordurock.com. 
Or you're listening to us on SoundCloud at the Millennial Hour. Or through the Nobex app. Oh man, check that out. And look for Millennial Outlaw 2, which will bring back electric guitar for the, <laughs> for the masses. I will be the next hero. I don't know. I mean, I've recorded like two songs so far, and they've both featured like shredding guitar solos. So Mm -hmm. um, that's that's my goal. Even though you're just listening to my words, like I think that's a a lot of people are going to do that. They're going to start just putting it in there, and maybe people notice it, maybe they won't. But it's it's on the recording. It's getting in the ears. Till next time. My name is Judson Brown. (laughs) Your name is Colleen Karazic, and. We're setting off. <laughs> Hope to see y'all. If you guys want to, uh, if you guys want to like us um, on SoundCloud, write a review. That would be great. And uh, keep listening. Share with your friends. And if you know people that don't listen to podcasts, let them know that there's a huge world of entertainment out here. And digital radio. I'm missing out on all that stuff. You don't need to listen to the same four radio stations owned by the same two companies. There's all sorts of crazy stuff going on there. It's all crazy good. Until next time. All right, soapbox.